Hello and welcome to Double Take. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jess. And this week we're doing the most anticipated shows of 2023 because it's already a new year. Yes. Crazy. There's quite a few to talk about. Before we get into it though, do you want to talk about what you've been watching lately? Yeah, sure. I actually have not been watching that much since we put out our you know, top shows of 2022 and did our final newsletter of the year just sort of to take a break. Um, I've actually been watching on YouTube unaired TV pilots, which is a nerdy thing (laughs) (laughs) that I do in my free time. (laughs) Like any unaired pilots, you're just like, I want to see everything that they made and didn't produce. I, while I was folding laundry, watched um, two, I think like 2007 and then 2009 unaired pilots that both had to do with um like the hill like one of them was called freshman it was about freshman congressmen uh which is you know if you've been following the news at all about choosing the speaker of the house was uh funny and it was weird to see a 2007 show about politics that was still so it was these three freshman congressmen who decide to live together two democrats and one republican and it's like a very like buddy buddy Hmm. show the um oh what's her name the Actress who's in Scrubs and a lot of other things, like How I Met Your Mother. It might be. I'll look it up while you talk about what you've been watching because mine is not like anything <laughs> that anyone else could watch unless they also scour through YouTube. It is. It is niche. I actually, I the only unaired pilot I ever watched was also probably on YouTube or like illegal download site. But I was so determined to watch this pilot because, it, and this is very niche, there was this book series I liked when I was a kid called Fearless. Did you read those? I don't think so. There was like this girl who like didn't have the fear gene. Oh my god. There was like 30 of these books and I read probably like 15 of them. Anyway, they made a TV show of it and it had Ian Somerhalder. Oh man. I loved at the time. Yeah. Because this was like 2010 and it was like peak Vampire Diaries. And I was like, I can't believe that show didn't get made. Why? And then I watched the pilot and I was like, Oh, that's why, because <laughs> it was bad. But anyways, I have been trying to catch up on all the shows that I started last year to review and then didn't finish, because such is the life of a TV critic, I suppose. There's too much TV. Um, but I also watched the new Netflix show, Kaleidoscope, which is it, it's gotten some popularity, I guess, for the gimmick of you can watch the episodes in any order, and Netflix like delivers it to everyone in a different order. And that's the only interesting thing about the show, really, because otherwise it's just a heist show that was pretty boring. I got actually really annoyed because you finally get down to the heist. Everybody gets the heist as the last episode, I'm pretty sure. And you finally get to watch the actual heist, and it was so boring that I almost fell asleep on the treadmill. Like, I was so bored. That's dangerous. Oh, my God. It was just – it was (laughs) – they should put a warning on that show. Uh, melodramatic way to say that, but it was just – it was boring. Yikes. But anyways, speaking of starting a bunch of shows yeah, and here's not to better finishing shows. them, that but also just thinking about the number of shows that came out last year, it's interesting starting out as a TV critic, you could say, in a year where it's normal to just have, I mean, just a shit ton of new shows in a given year it didn't used to be like that like 10 years ago everybody had the same like 20 shows available to them it uh, like can you think of a time 10 years ago where you'd say a tv show and someone would be like oh i actually haven't heard of that one what now what streaming service is that on only if they like didn't have cable you know yeah (laughs) yeah it was the weird kids in school who were like oh my parents don't let me watch tv hey that was me (laughs) no you watched the tv but i did we didn't have cable until i was in high school Oh, um, yeah. I, I used to come over that. to your house and watch. I remember like, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that I had totally forgotten that. We would come over and watch like the box sets at your house. The box oh, sets. Oh, yeah. But now it's like I'm looking at, you know, we we looked at these lists of shows that are coming out this year. And a couple of the lists were very curated. Like oh. here are – like me as an editor, here are my top ten. But a couple of them were just like every show that's coming out, like – playlist.net i believe is the one i looked at that was like 70 mm-hmm. shows and they even prefaced it with like this isn't all the shows we know about and i was like i'm confused there are too many and so yeah i don't know i have a feeling that in the next few years that will change with like netflix losing a bunch of money last year hbo yeah. max they're already know, going, I- going through their struggles yeah i'm surprised this many shows 
I, I would be surprised if all of them made it through to actually be airing because yeah, like you said with HBO and Netflix cutting things or I mean HBO in particular cutting things when they're in their final sort of few weeks of production of a of a series. I would be really surprised if some of these that don't have dates um don't don't come to fruition. That was a weird way to phrase it. I would not yeah. be surprised if some of these don't yeah. actually get shown is what I meant to say. I, I agree with you. I mean I think the the what we're still seeing though in this year is the sort of like tail end of everyone made a bunch of stuff so that they could put stuff on their new streaming platform because suddenly everyone has their own streaming platform. Yeah. And I think we're just sort of seeing the tail end of that. I mean, some of them might get scrapped, like you said. Some of them probably will just get like pushed maybe indefinitely. But yeah, I could see some of these getting pushed next year, the ones that don't have dates. But I think in the next like five years, we like these upcoming list, upcoming shows lists will be maybe not like 70. Maybe they'll be like 40. <laughs> I just yeah. think we'll see less. This is just too much. But anyways, I guess that is a nice <laughs> Maybe I'll segue. be watching them on YouTube as unaired pilots. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Maybe. In the future. I think, yeah, that's a nice segue into we looked at the giant lists and we did pare them down somewhat. Uh, Jenny's going to start us off with her curated choices and then I've got a longer list. But yeah, let's Let's get into it. Like you said, I'm going to say the ones that I'm actually excited about because I feel like there are some that people just expect to be on these lists and I actually don't care about. But the ones that I am excited about, um, I'm going to get into. So the very first one is was on everyone's list that I saw, but um, The Mayfair Witches. It's an Anne Rice adaptation. Um, it's on AMC. So I don't know how I'm going to be watching that. Well, <laughs> maybe figure it out, but I was a little bit stoked it's so if you're not familiar with Anne Rice um but you are familiar with Interview with a Vampire then yes you are familiar with Anne Rice um this particular adaptation takes inspiration from the lives of the Mayfair Witches novel series which follows a neurosurgeon who discovers a dark ancestry she never knew about um and it's sort of the the gothic genre apparently the first reviews of the show are pretty mixed but um it stars Alexander Daddario from True Detective and from White Lotus, if you're familiar, um, as the main character. So that I'm sort of excited about as just a new kind of like dark witchy series to get into. I love witchy, witchy stuff. Um, I will Me forever too. think of Alexandra Daddario as the girl from Percy, Percy Jackson, Jackson uh, even though those movies yeah. were terrible. But that is who Annabeth? she is in my brain. Annabelle. Annabeth. Annabeth. Man, I don't know. It's been a while. Annabeth. I think it's going to be a problem soon that neither of us have ANC Plus because it, yeah. they're putting out – I don't know. I said I would say good stuff, but I actually – I haven't seen any reviews for this yet. It came out today, right? It premiered today, January 8th, which it won't be today when this airs. But yeah, I don't have any feelings about Anne Rice, but the interview with the vampire adaptation that came out last year is supposed to be incredible. I want to yeah, see this enough. because I like witchy – Although I will wait to hear if it's good because I don't know how I'm going to watch it. And I don't really want to get another streaming service. I think I have all of the other ones at this point. Yeah, I'm behind you on a few. Um, if anyone, yeah, AMC, feel free to drop us. send us a screener. <laughs> Please do. Mm -hmm. We'd be happy to talk about it. And you just heard we love witchy. Okay, on to the next one. Um, the Last of Us, which you and I have talked about already in uh, our own conversations about things that we should probably both watch and talk about because but don't care about yeah don't i don't care about I, it i no you know i it's okay. on like everyone's list as like really, the number one show of the year that people are excited about yeah i really like bella ramsey and i think that's mainly and i mean and pedro pascal like let's i don't know um yeah the, you can't I, just like pedro pascal cool yes dude. i think it seems like a show my dad would love, um, <laughs> which I feel like I've said before. <laughs> it usually means it's not a show that I would necessarily love. Although right. some of them. Some some of he, them? Has, he has okay picks. Yeah. And okay, I say that as like a specific like my dad, but also I mean like a dad Dads. would love. <laughs> Dads. Yeah. Well, so I think it's just a very like male oriented show. Yeah. Tell us what it's about. Yeah, I will. So 
like I said, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are the two main protagonists of this story set in a post-apocalyptic world where a fungus called cordyceps, I don't know, mm. has infected people and turned them into violent zombies. So it's a violent zombie movie. Mm. Um, I mean, sorry, TV show. So Pascal plays a hard-hearted smuggler who agrees to get Ellie, who is played by Bella Ramsey, out of Boston um, and out west to a group called the Fireflies, presumably so that she can escape zombiedom. Um, this no, is actually based the only one that's immune to the disease. Oh, okay. Well, and so he's smuggling her to like find a cure or whatever, like help her be the cure. Yeah, she like something in her is probably going to help them make a cure. Interesting. Okay, so this was a game, um, like a video game. The premise of this is based off of a video game back in 2013, and it won a bunch of awards. And so I think a bunch of people who play this game are really excited about it. Um, because I don't know how familiar you are with the gaming scene, but it, I feel like a lot of them have become much more like grand stories. And that confused me when I first heard of a video game adaptation because I am not a video gamer. And I thought video games were like, here's a premise and then you do <laughs> you do whatever you want to do. But in mm-hmm. a show like this, I think it is very much a story. Right. You have the whole, you've got, you know, an arc of emotions and characters, etc. So it doesn't seem yeah, crazy. People have like a lot of feelings about it. Yes. Actually, the guy from Chernobyl, I think director producer Craig Mazin, um, is alongside the actual game developer Neil Druckmann, and they're um, they work together to create this adaptation. So yeah, I'm like half excited about it, and by excited, I just mean like I I think it might be interesting. I don't know. I'll at least watch. I'll watch it because everybody else is going to be talking about it. But it's not that it's based off a video game that makes me not excited. It uh, it just means I have no emotional connection (laughs) to it to start with. It's more that uh, the premise involves the phrase violent zombies, which is, I'm pretty sure, not my thing. I agree with you. However, I liked a lot of the zombie movies that came out when we were kids. I mean, okay. I did not. I particularly did not like the zombie stuff. Even uh, I like. Ooh, I but Am Train Legend. to Busan was good. Mm, didn't care about I Am Legend. I li- I liked Train to Busan, so I should I should take my sentence back. And you really liked that sitcom about zombies. Anyway. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure that that's a true mm, statement. We'll come back to it. Mm, I think you did. They're like she's like a doctor and also a zombie. Oh my god, I zombie. <laughs> I suck. You're right. That's like one of my favorite shows. Literally zombies in the title. Okay. Come. I was really confused for a second. It's a drama. Sorry, not a zip cut. My bad. But it I thought it was funny. Incredible so. drama. No, you're right. I I messed up. If that's like a little different. Anyways, you're right. I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we won't get yeah different vibes about it. for sure. Then this will be. But got it. I feel you. All right, next one I actually am kind of excited about. It's called Wolfpack. Uh, this is the sort of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Teen Wolf situation. It comes out January 26th on Paramount+, Plus, which I don't have right now, but you do. So maybe I will have to um, remedy that. And oh, do you not have Paramount+, Plus? Isn't you made Teen a face. Wolf- no, I'm making a face because isn't – so Teen Wolf was inspired by Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Question Slightly. Mark? I think that's true. No. Not like totally inspired, but the the general vibe of the teens, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer has a, a lot of precocious teens and it's, I guess precocious is the wrong word. I feel like that sounds a little bit derogatory sometimes. Right. But no, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. literally working as like, she's working as like a detective. No, wait, exactly. I mean, kind of thinking of, I mean, of Veronica uh, Mars. Veronica Mars. Yeah. But I mean, all of those have the same, like they're very intelligent teenagers. Right. Like what 16 uh, year old is really doing that? And and being like snarky and also having a lot of drama slash I don't know you know fighting yeah. evil whatever so yes in that way it was a lot of the the vibe and the tone was inspired by Buffy um, and it's from the Teen Wolf producer Jeff Davis um, and Buffy herself Sarah Michelle Gellar is starring as um, the investigator I didn't even say what the premise is but essentially you can kind of tell it's another sort of Teen Wolfy type situation but there's a wildfire that happens that like arouses some sort of mythical or supernatural beast or is the instigator for how people turn into potentially werewolves i don't know if it's actually werewolves or not um the trailer was a little bit iffy on that but sarah michelle geller stars as the investigator looking into this wildfire 
slash supernatural event. Um, so I, even though I know that it sounds a little woo woo, um, I really love Buffy and I enjoyed Teen Wolf when it was out. I'm not ashamed to say. I so. do remember that. I will. I can't say the premise this. of this sounds too interesting to me. Uh, the the it does fire sound like it would be up your alley. The fire it does like is not doing it for me, but everything else, all the other elements. Um, I, it I says it's based on a book, which is interesting. It's in everything. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I feel like that's most of the things on our list, but Truly. yeah, I, I, I that. think that's that's probably a skip from me. But interested. To I'll let you know if you should check it. If you out. like it or not. Yeah. I never watched Teen Wolf, and I've never seen Buffy. Yeah, I know, but we're chagrin. Yes, we've talked about how that needs to change soon. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next on my list is Shrinking, which comes out January twenty seventh on Apple TV Plus. Um. This one, I think I saw on your list, but I'm interested in this one. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, it's um Jason Siegel is one of the stars of this, but also Harrison Ford. Um, essentially Harrison Ford is a therapist who is dealing with some grief and decides to basically be very upfront with his patients and tells them what he really thinks about them and their issues, uh, a very blunt therapist. And apparently it has some, you know, positive, unexpected results. So it seems like it's going to be funny. Uh, it has a lot of good, I don't know, star power, I guess. Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother. I, like I said, Harrison Ford. There were a bunch of other people too that I can't find on my list right now. But um, Jessica Williams. It's by, is it, yeah, the same people who did Ted Lasso. It's written by Brad Goldstein, who is stars and writes Ted Lasso. I love Brett Goldstein. I have good feelings about this show because I think he's a great writer. I like Jason Siegel. Harrison Ford's on a TV kick. Well, this and sort of two things right? prequel make it a yeah. trick in my mind because it was weird to me that he was in tv at all but now yeah he's in two things i think he does well in that sort of like comedic i'm like more interested in this in his role in this than in well i also just don't care about the Yellowstone prequel but i don't like him so much as the like purely serious role i think the vibe of this will be like a little goofy yeah, which is Hopefully. good for him. I, that was kind of him in Star Wars, you know? It's like the – and, yeah, and like any of his characters. film And roles. Indiana Jones. Like, yes. He does – those characters are iconic because of him. A little um, scruffy ruffian. I also feel like it has to be a comedy based on the fact that Jason Siegel's character's name is Jimmy Johns. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is so funny to me. That comes out January 27th yep. on Apple TV. Indeed. Very soon. Well, could be sooner. I feel like nothing comes out soon that I'm I know. I don't, about. don't know what to watch in the next like two weeks. I guess The Last of Us. Oh yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay, White House Plumbers is another one that I actually am a little excited about. That one comes out in March. The actual date is to be determined on HBO. Um, the it's comes from it's created by a lot of the Veep team, um, and it is also set in the White House. But this is going back in time a little bit about the attempted protection of Nixon's presidency. Yeah, if you're familiar with history at all and Watergate, um, this is, you know, going in and telling the story about that scandal and also trying to cover it up. Um, Woody Harrelson and um, Justin Thoreau star as the, like, people who are trying to protect Nixon and his presidency but actually wind up toppling it. Um, I think it's going to be pretty funny. I loved Veep. Yeah, if it's like Veep. Yeah, uh, and with a little bit of, I don't know, I, I always appreciate a sort of nostalgia bit, and if it's going to be set in, um, I can't even, wow, I'm going to cut this out because when was Nixon president? Oh, I have no idea. That's not my, the 70s? Okay, right. whatever. Anyway, I, I do like a little bit of a retro TV show, so I think that'll be funny and exciting, and that, like I said, sometime in March on um, HBO. I'm intrigued. Me too. Uh, next one I put on my list because you told me to read the book, Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, and Did you read it? Sort of, no, I haven't We still yet. haven't talked. We literally talked about this like five days ago. You haven't read it. <laughs> I already forgot. We talked about it five days ago and our thought was it would be interesting to go in with you having read yeah, the book yeah, yeah. and me not having read haven't. because – yeah, and so seeing an adaptation of something, like you said, like if they do it really well, if they're true to the book and you liked the book, that's something. If it's not true to the book, 
but I haven't but never read the book. I think it. it's still good. Like, eh, I don't know. That's fair. I did read the book like three years ago, so I may have forgotten enough that it's like, okay, if it's not super close to the book, got it. To be fair. So this is that's a Taylor Jenkins read book, if I'm not mistaken. True. Um, that comes out March 3rd on Amazon Prime. I didn't write any notes for myself because I thought I would remember. I think it's it's a band, right? Daisy Jones and the Six is about a band. Yeah. So a musical yeah, the band. book follows a fictional band's like rise and then ultimate like breakup of the band. It's spoiler very modeled alert. after or like very mm, – it's not really a spoiler. It's very vibey <laughs> of um, Fleetwood Mac, like very obviously hmm. inspired by that. Uh, the show stars Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter. Uh, and Sam Claflin, who I always think of as the Hunger Games oh, man. Oh, yeah. I love Sam Claflin. What a yeah. pretty boy. So they're like the main duo. It is It is just that vibe. It's like a 70s rock and roll, hot lead singer, guitar player who like each other, et cetera, et cetera. I don't nice. think it'll be groundbreaking. I think it'll be cute. That's sort of how I felt fun. about the book. I was like, oh, that was – yeah, that was fun. That was cute. Moving yeah. on. I'll watch it. Easy read. I, Probably easy television. Yeah, I like a good easy television here and there, you know? It's also, Don't need to it's think all the time. <laughs> the 500 Days of Summer team, which I have uh. okay feelings about, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I wasn't like a huge 500 Days of Summer girly, but it was a good movie. The, I can respect the, the, the tone. Yeah. Like a commitment to, <laughs> to vibe. <laughs> commitment anyway. to like what? Hipster... Is he yeah. watching? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I think this one um, will be aesthetic. very, very popular, if I had to guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad, although, you know, sort of down with Amazon, but also I have Amazon Prime because of my parents, so. Woo-woo, Their shows are it. so hit or miss. Yeah. And they've canceled some of the ones that I actually liked. Anyway, uh, like we said, March 3rd, Amazon Prime, Daisy Jones and the Six. All right. Next one on my list, coming in January, Poker Face on Peacock. Um, this one, I read – at first when I saw, I wasn't so excited, and then I actually read the blurb and was like, oh, actually, sounds really good. Um, Natasha Leone. This is a case of the week mystery show with Leone as a woman who can tell when people are lying uh, from the Di- Knives Out director, Ryan Johnson. It sounds – it's going to be, you know, funny but also a little dramatic – I'm kind of excited. Those are my thoughts. Those are all your thoughts. Yeah. I feel like Peacock, and the fact that it's on Peacock makes me immediately be like, uh, that's not going to be good. Which is a bummer because I like Peacock shows, but they put out so much shit that it's, it's hard to be a blanket Peacock fan. Yes, I loved the resort. Yes, I liked Friend of the Family. But my knee jerk reaction is, why is this on Peacock? Why isn't it on Netflix? Why isn't it on HBO? But it's got Natasha Leone, who is just like a great track record. It can't record be of- bad. It literally has – it's Ryan Johnson. I love Knives Out. Like, Knives Out is such a good movie. Glass Onion was pretty good. Comes from <laughs> Ryan Johnson. I love <laughs> Natasha Leone. I think she's amazing in everything. And then the fact that it's Mystery of the Week means we're going to get a bunch of fun guest actors. Exactly. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, is supposed to be in an episode. Adrian Brody is supposed to be in an episode. I think it'll be great. I just – I'm – I'm just shading Peacock a little bit for, like, putting out enough shit that I have to even be worried. I'm so surprised because I thought of you as, you know, Miss Peacock. I know. It's just because the resort is so good and I'm like, people should (laughs) pay for it. Also, they have all of the below decks. (laughs) I I love Peacock. The jackpot. Sometimes their original programming is a little bit – leaves a little bit to be desired. I've also – the last thing I watched on Peacock was Bumper in Berlin and I might just be scarred. The Pitch Perfect oh, spinoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think this will be good. True. It comes out January 26th. On Peacock, which Jess loves to hate, but we will see Mixed if this changes feelings. <laughs> Mixed feelings. Um, I think I'm nearing my second to last one that I'm truly excited about. The Power, um, which is a coming on Amazon Prime. I don't think we had any actual date for this one, but it's based on the Naomi Alderman book from 2016, which was really popular. Uh, if you remember the book with the hand and the little lightning bits coming out of it, that was the cover art. I do art. remember that. Yeah. Um, Margaret Atwood was quoted on the front of the book 
And that is a kind of good indicator of what the tone of the book is. Um, it, like Handmaid's Tale-esque. It's not truly a dystopian future, but it is an altered future. And it's also focused on like women's point of view and you know how women move through the world. Um, and so the real premise is that one day, suddenly, without warning, all teenage girls in the world, across the world, develop this power to electrocute people at will. Um, and it's like hereditary, inbuilt, can't be taken away from them. And then from that day forward, that sort of changes the way that women are viewed. It's like kind of a thought experiment as like, what if women were the ones who had the physical power? That physical sort of like, you can take, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can force people to your will. But would women do the same if they were the ones that had the ultimate power? Um, and so that's kind of how the story unfolds. If I remember correctly, the book kind of goes throughout a few years. Um, and you get to see how society changes with this one thing. So it's, uh, I found it really interesting when I read it. I'm excited to see what they do with it on television screen. It sounds good, having not read the book and knowing nothing really about it until you just said that. I yeah, would watch I, that. I hope it doesn't really go the way of like Paper Girls, where it was like an interesting concept, mm. but like the CGI sucked and the they sort of ruined it. I hope not. I mean, it it feels like the thing that they would have to CGI, lightning, seems like a pretty easy thing to do these days. It's not yeah. like you have to do a full True. time travel situation. So I'm hopeful um, and excited. First season will be 10 episodes uh, sometime in 2023. Um, and then the last show that I am really looking forward to that you told me about. And I'm now, okay. I acknowledge before I even say what this is, that I was a little like my knee jerk reaction was being annoyed because it's another adaptation from an, uh, like a previous movie. Um, but after reading a little bit more about it and like remembering my nostalgia, I am excited. It's time bandits on Apple TV, um, a Taika Waititi series whom I adore um, and it's adapted from the early 80s, like, fantasy sci-fi film of the same name, Time Bandits, which I saw when I was a kid and, like, de definitely have very fond memories of. I should not have had a knee-jerk reaction of being, like, ugh, another TV show that they're just remaking from a movie. But like you said, like, what if it's really good? I don't know. Um, it also... I feel like Taika Waititi doesn't make bad stuff. That's true. And also Lisa Kudrow is, like, one of the oh, stars. Fun. And so it's... Uh, it's like a very goofy premise. Um, the story follows time traveling adventures of an 11 year old history buff named Kevin. Uh, one night, six dwarves emerge unexpectedly from his closet and they are former workers of the Supreme being who have stolen a map that charts all the holes in the space time fabric. And they've been using it to hop from one historical era to the next in order to steal money, riches, etc. Throughout the movie, they meet various historical and fictional characters, including Napoleon Bonaparte and Robin Hood while the Supreme Being tries to catch up with them and retrieve the map. And the original movie, like I said, um, starred like Sean Connery, John Cleese, uh, Shelley Duvall, Ralph Richardson, a lot more that I'm not going to name, but if like the, the comedy gods of the time. So I'm excited to see who else they get on board to this, to make this show in addition to Risa, Lisa Kudrow. Um, I get why this is Taiko Waititi's show. I feel like the tone fits with sort yes. of his vibe. Oh, 100%. I think the last time we talked about Time Bandits on the Double Take podcast was when you brought it up in one of our roundups, and I had Paper literally Girls. never heard of it before. So still to this day, the only other time <laughs> I've heard about it is in that conversation. I, I think it was regarding Paper Girls, because yeah, I thought right. if they had done it a little bit more goofy, like... yeah time bandits i would have liked it better I do and so maybe like here's the here's my chance um anyway. and then my dad texted me immediately after to be like i can't believe you've never seen time bandits still to this well, day i have not seen time Bandits. just so everyone knows are you gonna watch this show uh maybe i mean <laughs> or you'll watch it and i'll watch something else because we don't have enough time to watch yeah, fair enough. everything <laughs> someday no, you'll watch i like taiko itd mostly I, uh, I think this could be, you know, I don't, I did not love the new Thor movie, but you know, whatever. Oh, I didn't even see that. Of course you didn't. Okay. Yes. Yep. Anyways, is that all you've got? 
That's all I got except for I have this on my list, but it's not something I'm excited for. I just had comments about it. Um, okay. I think it was also on Let's yours, but that 90s show. It just doesn't sound right, that 90s show. Like I get well, that it's because I grew up with that 70s show, but like I right. don't like it. I don't like that that 70s show was as far away as that 90s show is to now when we were watching that 70s show. Like that's oh, a problem right. for me. Uh, not a fan of that. I know. Well, does <laughs> that terrible. mean it's for – is that is I, it for kids then? Like is the intended audience like teens? Because like that's what – right? That's it wasn't, my, that that's show was that's like That's my problem. Teens. Yeah. So my adults. problem with it is that it seems like they're trying to appeal to the nostalgia of people who watched that 70s show. But none of them Wanna are going to be the like core audience. <laughs> Oh, no, I guess it wouldn't but be Gen might, Z. And Wait, just gonna, I don't like, understand. Can you tell yeah. us what this show's about? I'm confused. <laughs> like, uh, It's a spinoff it? of that 70s show. Mm, shocking. So, yeah. Thank you. The, the children of the original cast, uh, I, I didn't watch that much that 70s the show, children. but I think the... Okay. Yeah, the children of the original cast, this says invade the home of Kitty and Red Foreman. Those were the okay, parents. they're the Eric, parents. Right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that 70s show, they're the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp are the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the original cast, except Danny Masterson, are slated to guest star. So including um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how cheesy it is. But if they do it well, yeah. it'll be fun. Well, do you remember Girl Meets World? Yeah, like, I didn't this watch seems that. Like, that seemed horrible. Yeah, Girl Meets World, Fuller House. Like, unfortunately, this seems like it could very much go the same way as those two. Okay, but yeah, if you would like to watch it, yeah, it premieres January 19th on Netflix. I am skeptical. I'll try it. But I – If it's oh, giving okay. Girl Meets World, it's a no from me. But if it's giving <laughs> That 70s Show but updated – But 90s? Then maybe, perhaps. I, I'll watch yeah. it and I'll let everyone know. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and that's 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 on my list. So I'll leave the floor to you. Okay, so like I said, I looked at many very long lists. I've included anything that seemed generally interesting to me or others. However, it is not a 70-item long list, so there's plenty that I've left out. I can't really say exactly how I curated it. Mostly like, have I ever heard of anything even sort of related to it? Does it seem like a fun story? Is someone in it that I like? Okay, so I'm going to start with a new Marvel series. It is called Secret Invasion. Uh, It is expected to premiere this spring. It doesn't have a date yet, but it is probably the Marvel project of this year that people have been talking most about. There is already a trailer out. This is, if you saw the Captain Marvel movie, uh, it features... Which I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It features Skrulls, the shape-shifting alien race. Uh, And they've been infiltrating Earth and only Samuel L. Jackson's super spy nick fury can flush them out (laughs) i mean it sounds so dumb but like i love this stuff i i don't love all marvel stuff blindly anymore i try to be more judicious discerning discerning thank you about what i watch and what i don't that's not true i've seen all of it but some of it has not been that good i think this will be good i have not loved all the marvel series it does seem like this could have been a movie so we'll see how that goes. Mm. It's a very serious tone, which, like, is fine. Although the Marvel series that I think have been more successful have been the sort of, like, goofy ones, like WandaVision and She-Hulk. Loki. And oh. She-Hulk. I liked She-Hulk. Mm. I know a lot of people didn't. But, yeah, and She-Hulk. Whereas, like, Moon Knight didn't do it as much for me. And that was, hmm. I think, I think considered a more serious tone. I don't know. The show's creator is Mr. Robot's producer, and that was a good show. Uh, that was an also excellent show, yeah. Features a bunch of famous people. Olivia Coleman's going to be in this, Amelia Clark, Don Cheadle, and Kobe Smulders, who's been in a bunch of the Marvel movies before. So, and then obviously Samuel L. Jackson. I think it could be good. It's very Marvel, so it's not the kind of show, I mean, even just from this premise, I can tell. It's not the kind of show I would tell someone who hasn't already seen like all of the marvel movies to watch so this yeah one they've got to be is, bought in a little bit it's not for you jenny i'm well, assuming i mean i like mr robot that actually is kind of like grabbing me a little bit did you see captain marvel i did not know do you know what a scroll is 
No, I was going to say scroll sounds like a really dumb name. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you'd have a little bit of watching to do before this show would make sense, I'm guessing. Mm, okay. But I will – I'll definitely be watching it, so I'll let you know. Cool, Maybe cool. it is one that you can just jump into. So that's one right. that I think a lot of people will be excited about. Uh, the next one on the list is – I don't know. It's Velma. comes out very soon, January 12th on HBO Max. It is – if you can think of one person or character named Velma – you're thinking of the right one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so this is a new Scooby-Doo series. It's animated. I hate this about myself, but my knee-jerk reaction to animated shows is always a little bit, like, wary. Like, unless they I'm... gear it towards me. I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I guess I'm always, like, a little worried that I'm not going to like it because will it be for children? Maybe that's what I I'm hear thinking. you. I I hear that I um have had such a good experience with animated shows lately that when I heard about this coming out I was immediately excited. Especially I mean you haven't gone into like who all of the voices are but I yeah I so that's why I'm good, excited yeah. about it is I think mm. it's a good cast and it's what's exciting to me about this one is that the last like Scooby Doo movie show whatever that came out made it canon that Velma is a lesbian think that that's exciting i don't know i think that's cool and then in this show they're like building off of that mindy kaling is velma so that's dope mm-hmm. and yeah. the, i guess in the series i don't know if it's the main point of the series or if it's a side series or side plot or whatever but there's a love quadrangle between <laughs> velma uh like voiced by mindy kaling like i said fred voiced by glenn howerton i love him he's gonna be so funny What's Glenn Howerton in? Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. I didn't recognize the name, so it was interesting that you that you knew him. I did I had never seen It's Always Sunny. Oh wow. You really yeah. I know, okay. shocking. Sorry, we'll get back to that Philadelphian. Later. Um okay, yes. Mm-hmm. So I love quadrangle between Velma, Fred, Shaggy, voiced by Sam Richardson, he's hilarious. And mm-hmm. Daphne, voiced by Constant Will. Also hilarious. Love her. It has yeah. to be good, I assume, based on that alone. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a cool premise. Good actors voicing it. I'll check it out. It comes out really soon, so that's fun. Oh, yeah. January 12th. Nice. Okay, yes. cool. January 12th on HBO Max. Okay, the next one on my list that I'm personally excited about, sort of, The Fall of the House <laughs> of Usher. Okay. This is going to be on Netflix. It's created by Mike Flanagan. That is why I said excited about because – I like Mike Flanagan shows a lot. He does basically any like horror miniseries that's come out on Netflix that you hear about are Mike Flanagan's. He's done all of the ones of the last few years that have gotten big on Netflix. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, Midnight Club. It just occurred to me how similar those names yep. are to each other. I don't yep. think I ever realized that. But anyways, in a new name, The Fall of the House of Usher is based on a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Very Mike Flanagan mix of sort of horror and angst and probably has some sort of sweeping emotional undertones because that's his Mm -hmm. thing. I... I love Mike Flanagan. I think the You're like such group Flanstan. I am. Is that a thing? That should be a thing. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a perfect name for it. I love the actors that he uses. He always uses like the same pool of actors, and they're mm. great. So yeah, I'm excited about this one. Why I said sort of maybe is because I read an interview with him recently about this show that sort of indicated that Netflix might have mm, ruined it. Is maybe too harsh of a way to put it, but basically that they really influenced some of the decisions that were made regarding the show, and it just seemed like maybe he wasn't super excited about it anymore, which made me less excited about it. Yeah. It's also news that he left Netflix in the last, like, year. He had this deal with Netflix. That's why he's made all these shows for them, but he just – I don't know if his contract ran out or if he cut his contract early, but he's moving to Amazon for his next, I guess, batch of shows so, I don't know. The Netflix situation is a bit weird in this case. Yeah, that's a little concerning. I wonder. So this is probably his last thing that he made with them. Yeah, is that what it sounds like it is. Gotcha. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm misreading his tone in that interview. Either way, I will watch it. 
People didn't like the Midnight Club, and I liked it, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Hmm. That doesn't have a date yet, but it is expected to come out this year on Netflix. Cool. I know you will I probably will... not watch that. I'm, I mean, if you say that it's worth it, I might put it on my queue for my spooky season shows, you know? Fair. Yeah, it probably Who's comes out around October or so, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. The next one that I know very little about, just found on one of my lists, is called Mrs. Davis. It is another Peacock show. Intrigue. Your it comes fave. out April 20th. Well, what's so interesting no, about I... this one <laughs> is that it's created by Damon Lindelof. And oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. Like, there will be a lot of people that watch it just because of that. There's a lot of people who are very loyal to him. He is the mastermind behind Lost for those that don't immediately recognize that name. But growing up in the household that I did, Daniel Lindelof's <laughs> name is like – that's like A-list, A-list quality right there. A revered um, – Household <laughs> name for sure. Yeah. Uh, and he's teaming up with Big Bang Theory's writer, Ugh, which is sorry. <laughs> odd. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the – if that means like the tone is funny or – I have honestly no idea what the tone of the show is. The premise is that uh, Betty Gilpin – from Glow, stars as a vengeful nun who goes to war against a powerful algorithm, AI system, that more or less runs the world. So I really don't know what the tone of this show will be. It sounds bizarre. Damon Lindelof is known for his sort of like puzzle box sci-fi shows. I don't Mm -hmm. know if this is, maybe this is like sci-fi comedy, but... I will certainly be watching. I'm assuming a lot of people will watch because of Damon Lindelof. Very interesting. I will, you know, hold off on that one probably. Um, <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I was really put off by the <laughs> as soon as you said Big Bang Theory, young Sheldon writer, which know, is maybe unfair so of me, but yeah, uh, huh, you yeah. might see show in the first few seasons. If I, recall. I did, but in my defense, I was what thirteen. Oh, sixteen. <laughs> That was high school. You were the reason I started watching Big Bang Theory. I think it had it was doing a thing, and then for some reason it did its thing for ten seasons and never changed. At least and ten. I didn't, really bizarre. At least ten. At some point, um, I changed, and I was like, "Oh, this is trash." Oh, I don't like the laugh track or anything about it. <laughs> I don't like that the whole joke is there's a hot woman in a mm-hmm. group of nerdy men, and she doesn't yeah. know anything about anything. Because she's hot. But you are right. I do remember watching that show and being like, hey, this is funny. How come no one's watching this? And then, boy, did I eat my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pretty much every anyway. count there. Oh, okay. yeah. The next one on my list is Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Another Ooh, Disney Plus, very set in its world sort of show. Either you're going to watch it because you liked wandavision and you like marvel or you will probably not watch this is what i would say okay it is set to premiere in winter so we've got quite a few like the next winter winter 2023 so we've got quite a while on this one i think wait i would say right now is winter 2023 uh no i don't know actually I mean, you're right i guess also like december 2023 counts as winter but i would argue most of Winter in 2023 is January. February, I mean, I think March. you're right. I think the reason I so thought that this soon. was a while is because it doesn't have a date, and I think it would have a date. True. So I think it'll be a bit. We also don't have like we don't have a trailer. We don't have images. They changed the Fair name enough. as recently as like I think like six months ago. The name of the show changed entirely. Basically, Wandavision okay. did like- really well, and then yeah, the character that everybody loved was Catherine Hahn's character, Agatha Harkness, mm. who was, well, if you haven't seen WandaVision, I won't say a whole ton about who that ends up being, but I Catherine haven't. Hahn is, <laughs> WandaVision was great. Like, as far as all People the Marvel really liked it, I remember. Go, WandaVision is top tier, number one in okay. my heart. Excellent. Objectively, I think. <laughs> okay. And Catherine Hahn, uh, unsurprisingly, really steals the scenes that she's in, steals mm. the show, I would say. I'm really excited that they're making a spinoff starring her because she was so good. Also, Aubrey Plaza is going to be in this. So immediately, yes. Yep. (laughs) I'm excited. But yeah, you'll have to see WandaVision before you see Agatha Coven of Chaos. 
Oh, yeah, I've been told to watch WandaVision on many accounts. I, I would like to make room for it eventually. So I think you should. I'm, I'm not counting this out. Yeah. I'm going to really quickly say the next one because I think neither of us have feelings about it. There's going to be okay. a spinoff of The Boys called Gen V. I don't know what no. the V stands for. Uh, the only thing Let's that intrigued on. me about this premise was that it, <laughs> they like referenced the Hunger Games in the premise. They said it was a Hunger Games-style college show. I don't okay. know what that means. It's supposed to premiere before the next season of The Boys. I'm still not going to watch The Boys because I tried and it was too violent. But maybe I'll watch this. Yeah, I didn't watch The Boys either. Um, it was so yeah, violent. I just is, couldn't but... do it. Okay, the next one. Again, you will not be interested in this. It's called Ahsoka. It's a Star Wars series to join Are you the many Star Wars series that have come out on Disney+. Plus. No, I'm not. I'm not interested. Okay, <laughs> I, I love... Okay. Well, like I said, these aren't all ones I'm excited about. These are supposed to okay, be ones okay. that I'm excited about and other people might be excited about. And I know okay. for a fact that at least one person is excited about this show. Oh, yes? <laughs> Just, is it your brother? <laughs> yeah. It, well, I was going to say my dad, but you're right. My, my brother's probably interested in it too. I think people that like the Star Wars shows are excited about this one because that character has been in other... Star Wars, Disney Plus shows. Uh, the only thing that I like about it, based on premise and details that are available so far, is that Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka, and she is hmm. incredible. I love her. I did not know I... that she was like a Star Wars girly, but I guess you just take the things that are given to you. Given That's what I guess. <laughs> yeah, I but also, so. I mean, it's probably like a big deal to be in the Star Wars universe as an actress actor i'm a little surprised you immediately said that this one was not for me i mean you're right i there are just so many like like marvel star wars now has so many spinoff things or i'm just like i so it's many. too much if i need to find one but i watched the mandalorian i watched some oh, of them um, didn't know yeah um but i anyway. actually didn't i didn't watch the mandalorian yeah i liked it i suffered through mm-hmm. obi-wan kenobi i oh, enjoyed right, right, andor recall. yeah i watched andor with carter um well, maybe you'll watch this, this then, and I won't have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> or he will, and I'll just make him tell me about it. I can write what he says. Perfect. But yeah. There's no premiere date yet for this one. Supposedly, it will come out in 2023. So Star Wars fans, rejoice, I guess. Woohoo! Okay. Oh, another Marvel one. I'm so sorry, Jenna. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, so please go on. The, this one's called Ironheart. <laughs> If you've seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wait, can forever. we pause for a second? We were complaining about how there are so many TV shows coming out. I really do think Marvel is the sole culprit. <laughs> like Marvel and Disney yeah, and Star Wars are like insane. And Star Wars. They're all the one they're they're the ones making this happen. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Right. Ironheart. The next one is Ironheart. If you've seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, have you, Jenny? Mm. No, I didn't think no, so. No, but I saw Black Panther. I just haven't seen the latest movie okay it's pretty good i thought it was about 45 minutes too long but otherwise right yeah good so one of the characters in black panther wakanda forever is getting this spinoff series there's not a lot known yet about it other than what i just said uh it'll be six episodes it also co-stars anthony ramos of Hamilton Hamilton guy. Nice. and yeah it says it'll debut on disney plus in the back half of 2023 no date yet um, and if I didn't say it, the character that is based off of From Wakanda Forever is Riri Williams, the young MIT student that is featured in that movie, cool. which is interesting because when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, there's a lot of this character and I don't really care about her, but it makes sense because they plan <laughs> to make a TV it. show. I get it now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine. I will definitely watch it. I like the Wakanda, like, world. Universe. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That stuff's, that stuff's cool. Cool. The next one is Tiny Beautiful Things. Have you read that book? Wasn't there a Netflix show, Pretty Beautiful Scary Things? Nope. Unsure mm, about that one. Something about Haven't heard ballet it. dancers. Anyway, I'll, Pretty Little Thing. Whatever. Tiny Beautiful Things. Tiny Beautiful Things is based on Cheryl Strayed's 2012 essay collection of the same name. Mm-hmm. I know Cheryl Strayed's book Wild because that was made into a movie mm, yeah. with Reese Witherspoon, but I have not read this one. Uh, it's an essay collection, which, yeah, interesting that they're adapting it. The only thing that stuck out to me about this one was that it stars Katherine Hahn again. Uh, again, she's meaning really we just talked about her this because year. of <laughs> Covenant yeah. Chaos. Yeah, I feel like she's been in a lot. Like, she was just in Glass Onion 
Grassland Union, yep. Yeah, uh, she's been in a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. Yeah, she's, she's going been well. really, I feel like her, her star has been rising. Uh, if you'd asked me five years ago, she would have been one of my favorite characters in Parks and Rec, and that would have been mm-hmm. all I knew her as. She will still be <laughs> that in my heart forever. But I do love her. Sure. I don't know anything about this. It sort of seems like this is going to be like a sad show. Uh, this character becomes an advice columnist and her life is falling apart and that's not my vibe. So we will mm. see if I will watch that. Wild was similarly um, yeah, again, sort not of my melancholy. Vibe. Yeah. I didn't watch that movie. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. That's going to be on Hulu. I feel like Hulu is the king of book adaptations. I don't know why. Right now, but yeah. But it does feel like that. Okay, the next one, I actually think maybe you'll be interested in this. It's called mm-hmm. Beef. And it's going to be on Netflix. It stars Ali Wong. I'm actually a vegetarian, so. Yeah, I know. Let me talk. (laughs) It stars Ali Wong, and it has the same creator as Tuca and Birdie. I do love that for this show. I love both of those things. I figured. It is about a down-on-his-luck contractor and an overextended businesswoman who get into a road rage incident that spirals out of control, leading to a series of major and minor attacks that threaten to destroy both of their lives in the process. Huh. Wait, so it's not not animated though, right? Not animated and seemingly not a comedy either. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I can't, there's not a lot of other details about it other than that odd sounding premise. Uh, It is produced by A24 though, and I am Mm. an A24 devotee. They make great stuff. I am a fan as well. Yeah. So I will be watching that. There is no date yet on that one. The next one comes to us on Peacock, another Peacock TV (laughs) show. It's called Bupkiss. Um, I don't think oh, I this, one this one appeals to either of us, but it is Pete no. Davidson playing a fictionalized version of himself. Again, I'm pretty sure this is the second time he will Pete. be playing a fictionalized version of himself. Uh, and Lauren <laughs> Michaels produces it. I think if you like Pete Davidson, great for you. you yeah, this is this is perfect for you. I don't feel any sort of way about it. I, don't I feel either. very neutral. Yeah, he's fine. I don't have bad feelings, but it doesn't do yeah. anything for me. Okay, Agreed. the next one I actually think you might be interested in. It's called The Curse. Yeah. It will be on mm, Showtime. No date yet, <laughs> but I don't even think you have Showtime. But anyways, no. So the Curse is about an alleged curse that disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show. But wait. <laughs> that's not why okay. i thought you'd be There's excited more. i was like it's the it's the into the woods what are you no, okay. i thought you'd be excited about it because it is nathan fielder and benny safty teaming up so interesting nathan fielder nathan for you and the rehearsal benny safty uncut gems yeah. they make what i would consider to be in- incredibly uncomfortable entertainment <laughs> and that's what you think of when you hear jenny just jenny loves that no i don't know i thought you liked the rehearsal i guess you didn't love it but i thought it was really interesting i i mean yeah i this sounds too intriguing to pass up watching at least one episode of but I, yeah i definitely was uncomfortable by the end of the rehearsal yeah so i didn't we'll even see. watch but it i do love everybody... i mean nathan for you the curse situation like it does sound is am i wrong it's very uh Sort of into the woods slash fantasy. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I guess so. Yeah, no, it might be. I, like I have a tro- feeling it won't yeah. be like really leaning into the fantasy, but maybe. I think mm. it'll just be like a comedy sort of situation. But if it's those two, oh. I cannot imagine it will be comfortable comedy. But Emma Stone is going to be in it, and I love her. So that really mm. ups the appeal on that one. It's also A24 yeah. produced this one. Cool. Yeah, I might get Showtime based on a couple of the things mentioned. You have to get Showtime for Yellow Jackets. Oh, I know. Maybe I'll just do a – can I just do a trial? All right. You can, but you'll have to wait until the second season of Yellow Jackets comes out entirely because they release that week by week. I shall binge. Okay. The next one is Love and Death. comes out on HBO Max. This is the second of the shows based on the real-life murder of Betty Gore in 1980 by Candy Montgomery, the first being Candy, which came out last year Can on I, Hulu. 
Can I guess that you're not super excited by this for the reasons that you weren't excited about candy? Yeah, because I have mixed feels about true crime dramatizations. Well, mostly bad feels, actually. Yeah. But candy (laughs) was also just sort of boring and not good. Sometimes true crime dramatizations can be good. Elizabeth Olsen plays candy, and that's like... That's really why I'm going to watch it because I just love Elizabeth Olsen. I just think she's so good and so pretty. I just love her. (laughs) She she is pretty. She's a very symmetrical face. But it bothers me that it's, again, it's based off of this same story. So weird that there are two in two years. I don't know. It seems random. But also like the original or the actual people that this murder affected in real life didn't sign off on this one. Or on candy. So Uh, that's what, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you've read any of my ramblings about true crime dramatizations, you will know. It it doesn't sit right with me. Just like this, why? I don't understand. There are so, there are so many shows and there are so many shows that are currently overlaps and or remakes of other things. Like why, why did they think this was a good idea to do another story about the exact same true crime thing that was just made? Like what, what is, I, I have understand. to assume did- that HGM Max and Hulu put these into production around the same time and didn't know because otherwise it makes no sense. But how? Like was know, there man. a news story within the last year about Candy, like about this story? And then they both were just like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I wondered that too, but I didn't find weird. anything. Yeah, I looked this up because actually they announced this show last year. So it's been in production, I guess, for a while. It might have even been completed production for a while. And I'm guessing they might have pushed it back because the candy or candy on Hulu came out. And that it came just out has like the same vibe. You, like the Fire Festival documentaries that yeah. every streaming service did. Like, was. I know. It's not it necessary. is weird because the murder's from 1980, but. Anyways, I'll yeah. watch it. I If it's like candy, which is to say boring, uh, I probably won't watch the whole thing, but uh, I love Elizabeth Olsen. The next one on my list is The Last Thing He Told Me, which doesn't have a date yet, but it will come out on Netflix. It is an adaptation of a book that it was a very popular book. Uh, I did not like this book. Did you read this book? I did not read this book, no. It's... I don't know. It was built as a thriller. Reese Witherspoon's production company picked it up. And, you know, she does a lot of thrillers. I thought this was a really boring thriller. Uh, I won't say much more in case people want to read it and or watch this show without knowing the deal with it. But basically, there's this woman who's investigating the disappearance of her husband. And it's not as interesting as that sounds, in my personal opinion. I know I've said this before, and it's probably not groundbreaking, but I just looked it up to make sure. The last thing he told me was a Reese Witherspoon's book club book. and I know you think that everything that is a Reese Witherspoon's book club thing. I think, I mean, I think it's somewhat brilliant, but I do think she, like, all of the things that her production company has uh, adapted have all been books that she put on her Reese Witherspoon book club book which makes sense like why would you adapt things you don't think are good or worthy of your whatever but it is sort of just like a pipeline of like i'm gonna make a bunch of people influence a bunch of people into reading this book and then i'm gonna turn it into a tv show that they will all want to watch it's but honestly like bow down to reese witherspoon because good for her yeah i'm saying it's like a smart move but it's not surprising at all that all of the they actually (laughs) just all have like a similar vibe i feel like and that's not true because if you actually look at her book club picks there is variety but if you look at the ones she's just the ones she's yeah, produced, adapted. like, yeah. I don't know. A lot of them are thrillers. I don't want to say a lot of them are boring, but the last Reese Witherspoon produced thing I watched was Surface on Apple TV, and that was certainly boring. So I didn't see it. I don't know how I feel about this one yeah. based on the fact that I didn't like the book. I think it will be popular, though, because the book was hugely popular and people did like it. I am maybe alone in disliking it. Hmm. The next one. Oh, I recognize. Sorry, I was just going to say I recognize the uh, cover art when I just Googled it. It does look very familiar. I feel like everyone's yeah, reading this it's, online. It's been around. All right. The next the and one. last one is also mm-hmm. a book adaptation, and I have not read this book. It's called <laughs> Lessons in Chemistry. Have you read that? I don't think so. Another, like, very popular one. I actually tried to get my book club to read it, and people didn't vote for it. We do a voting system. Anyways, it's very democratic. I will be reading this read at some me. point. Yeah, we can book club it. Perfect. It is going to be on Apple TV. Brie Larson stars. And I love Brie Larson. 
She's great. The book is about a woman in the 1960s who dreams of being a scientist but doesn't get the respect she deserves in a lab full of men. Is it the 1960s or is it 2020? You can't even tell. She finds herself the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy because she isn't just teaching women to cook. She's daring them to change the status quo. I love this premise. It's just like funny to me. I don't know how she starts becoming a cooking show host, but I suppose we'll find out when we read the book together. I'm excited. I'm excited to read and also to watch yeah. this story. That actually sounds great. I think that'll be good. I have yeah. one more date that I that forgot. One? Oh, okay. There's no date yet for that one. There's no date. I, it might be one of, the, one of those that gets pushed. It was just like on a list and said it will be on Apple TV. Okay. One more that I don't really know anything about, but it will be around. And I thought maybe you'd be excited about it. The Party Down Revival. I had this on my list for a second and then took it off because I didn't feel – I was like, I should be excited about this. But right now, I feel pretty ambivalent. Well, have you so seen I would, I, Did you see the original? No. Okay. But a lot of people in my family slash influences of me have seen and like it, which I think is why I saw and it. Like, and I tell like, you oh, that you would down. like it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, same. And I've somehow never seen it. But it's on like yeah. every list of like shows that got canceled too early because it was only one yep. season. Yeah. And the premise sounds great. It's – it's like wait staff, yeah. right? Aspiring actors, has-beens who are on a wait staff while they're waiting for like their big break situation. And it's it was a lot of hard or not hard hitting, um, <laughs> not journalists, but like famous cast, famous, yeah, yeah, and Adam Scott, very very funny. Jane Lynch, Megan Mullally. I yeah. read, and I don't know if this is true, that part of the problem was Adam Scott started Parks and Rec like right after this, but. I don't think that oh. I don't think that those years line up. So I don't think that that's true. I think it just wasn't very watched, was, and that it became like a cult thing. Two thousand nine and two thousand ten. When did um, yeah, but Adam Scott wasn't on until season three of Parks and Rec. So yeah, I don't think those true. years line up. I think it was just not watched, but yeah, it's become like a cult thing. So they're bringing it back, and so now I'm like, well, do I watch the old one or do I just wait for this one? No, I think you do watch the old one, and then if you like it, you watch the new one when it comes out, and then get mad that it's not the same as the old one. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the what we're supposed that's, to do. That's, that's the rule. <laughs> that's, yep. <laughs> You're probably right. Well, that was it. Uh, that concludes my list. Cool. I care about, I'm going to say, 60% of these I'm excited for. It's uh, a good gut which reaction, I think. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there used to be shows, like I'd hear about a show and I'd be like, actually like super stoked, like cannot yeah. wait for this. And now I'm like, okay, at least there will be some things yeah. that I like. Maybe it'll Maybe. be good. And it won't, I'll be trash. Shrinking is definitely one of the ones where I am like, ooh, that one sounds real good. Um, other than that. Like, I'm is like there, are there any optimistic. that you're like, I cannot wait for the day that this comes out? Like. It's in my calendar. Sign me up. Mm. No. I agree. And then I do have to – well, I guess I can't read Daisy Jones and the Six until we watch that. But um, Yeah, March 3rd. I think I'm most excited about that one, but I'm also like a little scared. But that is probably the Got closest it. one to being like very exciting for me. A little scared just because I feel like – I don't know. The book was like <laughs> a little basic. That's not – I don't even mean that as an insult, I mean, but just that, like, there was nothing actually groundbreaking about this book. It was just, like – it was joyful. It was just, like, fun, fluffy, easy to read. I enjoyed it. But, like, I yeah, don't I mean, think the TV show is going to change my life. I feel like those are the – sometimes the shows that I am most excited about, unless it's a new season of a thing that I'm already bought into, like, that has a really crazy premise or whatever – the the shows that are like like sex lives of college girls or like i don't know that i guess that was the the one that came to my mind immediately but when that was coming out it was a mindy kaling show it seemed sort of like fluffy but also like smart and witty um and i put that on my calendar like those are the kinds yeah. of shows and it seems like daisy jones and the six might be the same way that you, there's like no stakes you don't have to worry about it being like I don't know, too heavy or Fair. a lot of violence or whatever. You're just like, yes, this is going to be a good time. That's true. Um, that brings up a good point, which is that I am always a little skeptical of new shows, I think, in this era of a million shows coming out every year. 
And that what makes me really excited is already knowing that a show is good. And I (laughs) cannot wait for season two of Yellow Jackets, which comes out in March, and season three Mm, of Ted Lasso, which comes out who knows when because they won't give us a release date. But like, I could not be more excited for those two two shows to come back. Ted Lasso for sure. Yeah. I'm actually a little excited uh, for – I know I didn't rate this very highly, but in the way that I get – like, I start jonesing for a fantasy with books and with TV shows and Shadow and Bone is coming back to Netflix and it was not great but it was easy to binge. <laughs> I did not like so that like, at all. <laughs> I'm like a little excited that it's coming back just to see if it'll get any better. Um but yeah, Ted Lasso, Shadow and Bone, there are a couple of other ones who with new seasons coming out that I'm excited for, but yeah, it'll be a hopefully exciting year of television. It'll be a year. There's a lot to watch, so at least we'll still be in business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that brings us to an end. If you have any suggestions for things that we should watch this year that we didn't mention uh, that you were excited about, hit us up through either our, you know, Instagram and or Twitter and or newsletter email, which is doubletakenewsletter at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Otherwise, we'll, you know, see you in a few weeks with our next podcast episode. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Fall and me, Jennifer Cullen.